Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Really excited to bring this conversation to you that Nick and I had about how to upgrade your golf equipment without breaking the bank. And that can be hard to do sometimes. There's a lot of golf equipment out there. It can be pretty pricey. You're looking to upgrade your driver. Maybe it's your iron set. Maybe it's a couple of wedges or a new putter or a hybrid. Maybe it's a golf bag. Whatever the case may be, we know that it can be very expensive and you know that as well. How can you do this? How can you upgrade that equipment yet not break the bank, not get yourself in trouble with your significant other because you spent way too much money? Whatever the case may be, we really wanted to offer up these tips to you to help you not only upgrading your golf equipment at an affordable rate, but also helping you to improve your game. And at the same time, if you can save a little bit of money, that is awesome as well. I want to apologize for my microphone quality at the first part of this conversation with Nick, about the first half of the conversation. Microphone quality just isn't up to my standards, and I figured out what was wrong about halfway through, so it does get better, but in the first part of this conversation with Nick, it does sound a little echoey, but just be patient with me. I do fix that for the second half of the interview. So without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation Nick and I had about how to upgrade your golf equipment without breaking the bank. Oh, he got all of that one. Nick, welcome back to the podcast studio. What's going on? What's going on? I don't know it. Get ready to talk about some golf again. And uh, I'm really excited about this topic that we're going to do today, talking about how to give your, how to obtain an affordable set of golf clubs without breaking the bank as we know it can be extremely expensive to outfit your golf bag and nowadays one driver can break the bank so we're going to talk about what are some strategies that you can implement that will allow you to upgrade your equipment but yet uh you know not be in the doghouse because you spent way too much money and uh, drained your bank account yeah, there's uh, there's quite a few options out there. We'll kind of go over that in a little bit of a detail. Uh, obviously, there's pre-owned. A lot of people look for that as an option. Um, there's also discounted clubs, like prior gen stuff, golf shops. The brand manufacturer still has it on their website for a decently discounted price. Uh, you also have brands that will also come in at a lower price point than a lot of the competitors, uh, your big competitors like TaylorMade, Callaway, Ping. I think that's about it. And other than, you know, if somebody's getting into golf, obviously you're going to want to look at something like a full set. Right, right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot, a lot of options there when it comes to package sets and things like that. So we'll definitely dive into that as well. Before we get into all that, we had a pretty interesting uh, time on the golf course. Uh we went to play glow golf. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my first time doing that. Uh, it was pretty crazy. 
I didn't realize how dark it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but it definitely made for an interesting experience, fun experience. Uh, it's it, it taps into a different aspect of your game that you didn't know that was there. Yeah. Um, even though it was a par three course, you still somewhat needed to know the course, um, the layout to, to know where to hit it. Mm-hmm. And even when you know it and you know the yardages, you basically, it's all feel. It is. I mean, it 100% feel. We played it at the Threes Greenville Never played there, just off of 385, uh, going into downtown Greenville. Fantastic facility. Go check them out. And uh, we were accompanied by a good friend, Baron Addis, his son, Henry. We had a great time. Had a great time just uh, spending time together, cutting up, goofing off a little bit out there, and uh, and playing some, well, I thought we played decent golf. I mean, considering the fact you and I both have never played that environment. And like you said, it's, it's definitely all feel. It was extremely weird looking down at a glowing golf ball and then everything else around you was dark. So it took a few holes to kind of get the feel of, okay, trusting your golf swing and uh, knowing the ball was going to go where you wanted it to go. And especially around the greens, because, you know, you had to, um, you know, when you had to chip up or pitch up those short distances, you couldn't really see as well. They had light on the flag and all, but it just still was different. And putting, same thing. But man, a lot of fun. I, I really can't wait to do it again. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, when that opportunity strikes again, we're we'll definitely do that again. Uh, I mean, it's it they they have they have things out there that uh, that help guide you through it. But um, it's I think it's all about the depth perception. Yeah, and that's just really just thrown out the window on almost every every shot that you have. Um, putting still. Um, even though you have the little bit of a the light beaming down from that uh, from the the pin, mm-hmm. it's still really not enough. But it was a fantastic experience, and uh, can't wait to do it again. Yeah, and again, credit to Threes Greenville for putting on that great event. Golf course, what we could tell, we were in the dark, but uh, the greens look like they were in fantastic shape. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, couldn't ask for better weather either. Uh, wasn't too cold. Um, just perfect timing. Then we played in another event um, hosted by the Parker District Fire Department here in Greenville. Uh, fantastic event. Our cousins, Matt Guerin and Ben Guerin, helped put this tournament on, invited us to play in it, and uh, had a fantastic time. They did a wonderful job of running this golf tournament, raising money for a great cause over at Paris Mountain Country Club. Another interesting golf course, mountain golf. Mountain golf at its finest. And that was our first time. I'd played there years ago when it used to be called Somerset Golf Club. Had not played there since the mid-90s, so it was pretty much new to me again. Interesting layout. you got to know where to put it. You gotta, it's a shot maker's golf course, and if you don't know the lay of the land, it can be a little difficult hitting that drive uh, down the middle, which you think's in the middle, and it could run off into a different area so a very challenging golf course indeed but we had a great time playing with a couple of your friends uh, steven and, and nolan and we all had a great time i really enjoyed playing golf with you guys and that's what it was all about just get out there and have a good time yeah absolutely um uh, the big things that i noticed playing that course um it, it's just on top of each other a lot of undulation the best best thing that you could do is just go out there if, if you can before a tournament 
try to play the course, especially a mountain style yeah. um, course. With the yardages that you have, you're still having to factor in uh, slope. Yeah. Again, like you said, where it's going to run off, where you have to place the shot off the tee, and even on the greens, depending on how undulated those greens are. It, uh, it definitely tests every aspect of your game, yeah. for sure, for yeah. sure. And um, couldn't ask for, again, a better weather, better turnout for that oh, tournament. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think they were expecting that many people to turn out. It's it's so awesome to see that, um, again, for a fantastic cause. Yeah. Um, really enjoy playing with my buds and, and you. Uh, shout out Stephen Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Had a great time. Scenery was beautiful. Mountains all around us in the middle of the fall, you know. Oh, yeah. The it, the time to go play mountain courses, uh, obviously, during the during the uh, summer, spring, but yeah. fall, you're going to definitely get a little bit extra uh, scenery and just mm -hmm. soaking in that, uh, that, that nature. Yeah, no doubt. Had a little bit of a uh, situation happen to us out there. You know, of course, you know, it was a little bit slow. Not any fault of anyone out there. The group behind us, you know, man, they drove into us like three times. And uh, that was a little frustrating, you know. And I thought, you know what, let me talk about that on the next podcast. Let's talk a, a little bit about etiquette when you're out there on the golf course. I mean, yeah, you know, you're going to accidentally drive into the group ahead of you. I think we've all done it, you know, or we've all been victim of it. But I think the proper etiquette there is, is when you're driven into or when you drive into somebody on the golf course or hit into someone on the golf course, you know, common courtesy has to kick in there. You know, go up to the group, drive up there, offer up an apology. Guys, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit into you. I didn't think I was going to get into it that good, or I didn't see you. My apologies, guys. I, I'm sorry about that. Goes a long way. Goes a long way. Uh, didn't get that from these guys, and uh, it can get a little frustrating. But, you know, if you're listening, you know, Show some courtesy. Show some patience for anyone who does head into you. You know, I, I try my best to do that. I did lose my patience a little bit whenever the third time happened and uh, never an apology uh, from them. But, you know, it, it, it's a good learning experience. And I thought I'd just share that with, with you, the listener today, and that I know you've been in that situation. Try to show grace if it happens to you, but also uh, be apologetic if you drive into someone else. And I've kind of taught that to you growing up. I don't know if you remember, but there's been many a times we've been out playing and you would accidentally hit into someone. And what's the first thing I told you to go do? Yeah, obviously go apologize and, yeah. you know, make it right. But going back to what you are saying about the, the group behind us, um, not trying to defend them in, in any situation, especially when they don't come up there to apologize. But, with a mountain course, there's a lot of um, hidden, yeah, hidden spots, uh, some sharp dog legs. You really have to be mindful of where the group is in front of you. Yeah, um, there was one time they actually did apologize. It was that sharp uh, dog leg? I don't remember what hole it was. It was downhill sharp dog leg right? I believe it was a par five. Yeah, a yeah, lot you're of us, right. a it lot did. of us bombed over uh, the trees and was trying to be aggressive. So yeah. we got beyond that point where they could see us. But then again, they should have went down there to check to make sure right. that area was clear. Right. Not trying to defend them, but just be more aware of your surroundings um, when you do hit into them. They did on that particular time, but there was a few other times that it continued to happen 
that we stopped getting those apologies. Right. Yeah, you're right. You, uh, I stand corrected on that. They did apologize on that. So I think the second one that they hit into is, um, and they, uh, he, I think one of the guys, and the guy that kept doing it. No, he didn't. He yeah, didn't he say didn't. anything. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he did not, unfortunately. But anyway, I just thought it'd be a great topic to talk about because I know we've all been in that situation. How do you handle it? Well, number one, like I said, if you do it, just immediately go up there and apologize. And if you're the one, you're the victim, you're being hit into, you know, accept an apology. You know, no reason to get upset, no reason to get angry. Show some grace, show some patience. Um, because it could be a situation where they just didn't know. Maybe they just feel awkward going up to the group ahead of them and, and issue an apology because they're afraid of a confrontation. They don't know how someone's going to take it. You, you never know what's going through someone's mind. But again, great learning experience. And then the other thing was pace of play. You know, we had to wait a little bit. And uh, and that's okay. I think I think the deal with pace of play is perspective. Having perspective and the fact that you're out there enjoying the game of golf. You're out there amongst your friends, amongst your family, amongst the beautiful golf course out there. If it's taking you 20, 30 minutes extra to play a round of golf than normal, look, I know that can get frustrating, okay? But have perspective. I mean, you could be laid up in a hospital bed somewhere. You could be sick. You could be disabled and not be able to play golf. There be there are so many people out there that would absolutely love to be in the situation of being able to go play golf again and would gladly deal with the frustration or inconvenience of a slower pace. So try to have that perspective out there. Obviously, if it gets beyond four and a half hours, then we're getting into a situation of importance because nobody wants to play a five-hour round of golf, right? And that's when you, you know, call the clubhouse and say, hey, it's a little slow out here. Uh, just wondering if you could send a ranger out, out our way and just kind of make sure things are going well. And, and again, doing that in a very polite manner, um, goes a long way as well. I've been on the receiving end of that phone call plenty of times. And the nicer they are about it, the quicker I'm going to get out there and find out what the heck is going on. But the ruder they are about it, the less impatient or less patient they are about it, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm still going out there because that's my job. But, you know, it it's a little disturbing whenever someone comes at you in a very hostile manner uh, over the fact that pace of play is just a little slow out there, you know? Yeah, and, and like I said before, it kind of goes back to being um, aware of aware of your surroundings, uh, seeing what's going on in front of that group. Uh, if they are just being really slow and there's nobody holding them up, yeah, um, that's when you kind of make that call and you know see if we can get somebody out there to push them along, nudge them, hey, take it a little bit longer than you need to. Um, and then there could be situations like this, like what the tournament was. Um, where you, you had a lot more teams than expected. You had an A and B um, yeah. shotgun start. Uh, so it's going to get a little bunched up in certain situations like that. You may be getting out of your groove, and that's when you you maybe crack open a cold one or something. Uh, that's right. or, or cut up a little bit more with your buddies yeah. um, just to pass the time and um, take some swings. Try yeah. to stay in that rhythm as much as you can. I mean, that's all you can do. Yeah, yeah you're right. The tournament, when we played in that, uh, the fire department tournament, you know, hey, pace of play I thought was really well considering the fact that we had so many teams in that. Uh, thought they did a great job. Everybody did a great job just trying to keep up with the group ahead of you. And that's, that's what it boils down to. Keep up with the group ahead of you. If you're keeping up with the group ahead of you, 
then you're, everybody's going to have a good pace of play, right? Because if it's right. a full golf course or not, when you're keeping up with that group in front of you, you can't go wrong with that. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They they look at who's behind them. And like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm staying out of the way of the people behind me, but yet I fell two holes behind the group in front of me. So always be mindful of the people that's in front of you, and then you can't go wrong with that. Right, right. And, and with that, you obviously don't want to rush the people that you're with. But, right. yeah, that's there's a lot of factors that play into it. But, uh, again, be mindful. Be uh, be aware. Um, that's all you can do. And, of course, have fun while doing it. Right. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure on Main. You won't regret it. All right, let's talk about how to budget ourselves for golf equipment. So this was a, a topic that you came up with, and thank you for that. Uh, you said, hey, let's talk about how people can budget themselves to afford new golf equipment. You're around it on a daily basis at Golf Galaxy. You see people come in there looking for deals, looking to upgrade their golf equipment. Tell me what gave, what gave you this idea uh, to, to talk about this today, what have you seen and what do you, what do you see that works? Well, obviously you have people wanting to come in, seeing what's, seeing what's new, seeing what they can do to upgrade their bag. Um, it, it could be a lot longer for some people, uh, could be a lot sooner than most people coming in here. They're probably pretty up to date. Uh, but, uh, personally I, when I first got to golf galaxy, uh, I was, I was always looking for for a good deal. Obviously, when you're working in a golf industry, you're looking for for something. I mean, yeah. you don't want to try to pay full price if, if you don't have to. Right. Um, but first place I always look that you can find a lot of hidden gems, and that's pre-owned. Mm -hmm. um, for somebody that's just wanting to, you know, upgrade their clubs that maybe a couple of years newer than theirs, or it could be ten to twenty years newer. Uh, you can find tons of good deals and just a good comparison. Um, so, for example, whatever the current line is. So right now, it's I'm going to go with the example of TaylorMade Stealth. TaylorMade Stealth, you're gonna it's going to run you anywhere from five seventy five 
to $600 for a brand new driver. Well, if you don't want to spend that much, but you want something newer, and depending on how old your clubs are, you could go all the way back to, you know, four years ago uh, when they still had their M series and do like an M4 or M3, that's going to be well up to date with the technology, not all the way up to the current, but it's going to deliver everything. It's going to deliver ball speeds, forgiveness, that pop that you probably aren't getting anymore with that old club uh, at half the cost, if not more. Yeah, and I think what people need to understand on that, it's not a downgrade. I mean, it's an upgrade from what you currently have, and these clubs offer the latest in technology and the benefits of a newer, more forgiving piece of equipment, whether it's irons, whether it's hybrid, whether it's fairway, whether it's driver. And so I think a lot of people think, well, because it's not new, it's it's somewhat of a downgrade because it's not the newest thing, but you got to think, hey, no, it's an upgrade from what you're currently playing. Right, and unless you're... Unless you're comparing model to model every single year, um, even when you're looking at M4, M3 series to the to the Stealth, there's obviously going to be differences in performance, and it's it's always going to vary depending on person to person how much you're gaining over certain things like distance, maybe a little bit more accuracy, and accuracy really comes down to shafts yeah. at the end of the day as well. So your your differences are going to be there but they're going to be subtle and where you're really going to see the big difference is upgrading from something that could be from the late 90s early 2000s mm -hmm. to something that's within a relevant you know four to six year range mm -hmm. uh to now so. Yeah, and I think it gives you a little bit of peace of mind, right? Knowing that, uh, hey, I've got something better in my hand than I previously had, and that's important as well. Um, let's talk about how how do you guys obtain that used equipment? I mean, you guys take trade-ins, correct? Yeah, yeah, uh, we definitely take trade-ins. Um, obviously, we have conditions just like everybody else does, just like PGA Value Guide, uh, PGA Superstore. Uh, we're going to look at and evaluate them and grade them based off the conditions of them. Mm -hmm. Coming to us is always a good way to get rid of it. It's not going to be your most cost-efficient way of getting rid of it and getting the most value out of your product because we're having to turn around and sell it. Right. And that's what I always tell people when they do that. Uh, so that would be an opportunity for you to sell them on your own, which leads you into maybe finding that outlet like eBay like Facebook market mm -hmm. to go and purchase it off somebody else. Uh, and some people may market a little lower than what we would have in the store once we start selling it mm -hmm. and be a perfect hidden gem for somebody, uh, somebody else. Right. Uh, they, they make their money, make a little bit more than they would have, you know, bringing it to us possibly. Uh, and then somebody else is getting a little bit of a deal as well when they buy it. Yeah. So there's, there's tons of different options out there yeah, when it comes to pre-owned products yeah. yeah and i think you know if you're listening to this if you're not in the market to buy new but you're also in the market to sell what you currently have i think uh, that's something to keep in mind as well i mean you have different options there yeah you can take it to a, a store like golf galaxy trade it in you're not going to get quite as much for it as we've talked about uh as you would selling it on your own and that's where ebay is an option uh or maybe even sell it in your local golf shop uh, at your local club 
Uh, we've done that at Cross Creek where we have some members that want to, you know, unload some golf equipment. You know, we do a store credit to where, you know, they sell it. They get 100% store credit to use it towards whatever else they want. Maybe they need golf balls. Maybe they need new apparel. Maybe they need a new golf bag. Maybe they want to purchase uh, some more equipment uh, through us. Whatever the case may be, there's different options of unloading your uh, equipment. And, and some guys are like, look, I, I, it's convenient for me to just trade it in. I know I'm not going to get it enough for it, but it's just convenient and I can take that purchase and apply it towards uh, something else. Do you guys allow them to, I would assume so, that, hey, I'm trading in an, an old driver, I can turn that dollar into another used driver? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's essentially store credit. You can apply it wherever you'd like. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be rules and different scenarios on how and what you can use it on and you know what you get back you don't get cash and that it all depends on where you go mm -hmm. um but yeah absolutely the um i think the thing to look out here for if you're looking to get a, a prior generation club is you need to be on the lookout for new club launch calendars because companies are going to drop their prices prior to those new launches and i think that's really important so that being said, what is the time frame that people need to look for that? Is that right now? We're as we're recording this, we're in the first of November, first part of November. Is that when these manufacturers start dropping those costs, or is that more towards the spring when the new stuff really starts debuting? Uh, it 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 really all depends based on uh, manufacturers. Yeah. Um, like right now, with with Ping. Ping is going to be coming out with something here soon. I don't know the exact time frame just yet, uh, but they've already dropped their their prices. But now they've they've also had this this product out for more than two years, so I think they're trying to entice getting rid of their product to get make room for the new stuff. But most of the time, you're going to see the perfect examples usually going to be Callaway, TaylorMade, mm, Cobra. I'm sure there's others, but those are the first three that come to mind. Typically, when you're going to see those those prices drop on what was the current, right when the new stuff comes out, or shortly after. Mm -hmm. And they usually mark it down only about 100 bucks. but the longer you can wait, and the longer that product still stays there, and you can find something that you're looking for, uh, they're going to slowly start to, to drop them down. Um, usually, it's not by much, but again... Instead of paying top dollar, and how, depending on how much they go up on the product on the on the the next model, mm -hmm. maybe enough for you to um, to go with that uh, that prior gen and um, save a little bit of cash. This may be a tough question for you to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How many people do you see, say out of ten golfers that walk into the store, are looking to? How many of those would you say would be looking for a prior generation? club and how many of those would you say is looking for a used golf equipment for those that are trying to save money yeah 10 guys they walk in how many out of those 10 would you say want prior generation to save money um rough estimate. i mean i feel like everybody's gonna look at that <clears throat> i don't know i've never asked that question personally mm -hmm. um, but i think everybody's gonna be looking at everything mm -hmm. they're always gonna gravitate see what's the newest thing see what is on sale now mm -hmm. but i see a lot of people a lot of people go straight for the pre-owned right 
just I, to I've see what they the can find. As well, yeah, yeah, and I think it's just trying to find a good deal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hidden gems in there. Sometimes when some people trade in their stuff, they don't know the value of it. For example, Torre D shafts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people trade in, they know, but they don't care. They're just trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Some people may not know the value of that particular shaft they trade it in with something they get the same value whether or not that shaft is an upgrade or not you might find something really good in there and that can be kind of fun you know that bargain shopping that uh, going out there trying to find a good deal in the use use club section yeah. find that hidden gem there's a little bit of fun yeah. involved with that you yeah. know absolutely it's just like getting on the internet and trying to find you know somebody selling a beat up scotty mm-hmm. for a quarter of the cost if not more so um you know people look for that all the time and uh try to slowly upgrade their set without you know forking up a lot of money right off the bat and in general so there's there's other options for used clubs uh, obviously going on ebay and trying to purchase them you got to be careful with that though i can remember i can remember being at eagle zone years ago and We'd have people come in the golf store, and we'd have people come in the golf shop saying, "Oh, well, I found it on eBay for cheaper," and then come to find out it's a fake. It's it's not real. So you really got to be careful of that. I cannot express that enough. And it's very subtle things. It could be the scoring lines on the face. It could be the way the logo was stamped on there. Just be really, really careful when you're buying stuff on eBay. Uh, if it doesn't come with a head cover, that's another red flag to look for. Uh, but another option is uh, TGW, which is the golf warehouse. Um, that's another option people go to to find used golf equipment. I'm going to recommend you go, and I'm not just doing this because you're sitting here in front of me right now and work at Golf Galaxy, but I'm going to suggest going to your local golf store like Golf Galaxy, like your local pro shop, because you know, you know that the the equipment that is being brought into those places have been evaluated, and you can trust that what you're buying is legit. And I'm not trying to say you can't get that from TGW, but there's something that goes along with having a local store to purchase from that just gives you that that sense of comfort and trust if that makes sense yeah i mean we're we've got to we've got to evaluate the clubs that come in just like the websites that sell pre-owned uh like three balls or uh, whatever other discount you pre-owned sites that are out there uh they're gonna they're gonna check everything that comes in make sure it's authentic um and we're not selling fakes because i mean that's just going to put a bad reputation and it's going to be something where you know you may lose you may lose that customer for for that mistake yeah uh, and and lose obviously may lose money because i mean you're taking it in you're, you're you're basically giving somebody money for that fake product that you can't sell anymore right exactly uh, but yeah we don't see it very often but we do every every once in a while and it's it's mainly for certain brands. You don't see it for everybody. The biggest one you're going to see um, is is Scotty. Mm-hmm. Scotty Cameron's are counterfeit all the time. You got to be careful because a lot of them do a good job now. Um, the way it looks, subtle differences between uh, between the two. It's it's best to try to get the same model to compare them if you have any doubts about what you actually bought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the other ones I've seen is uh, TaylorMade. The last one I saw, I think, was an M6. 
um, looked pretty pretty good, but obviously carbon fiber is not cheap. They're going to cut corners there. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the stamping and then just the overall materials that they use, you, you, you can tell most for the most part right away. Yeah. Well, we, we've talked about used clubs. That, that's an avenue to upgrade your bag. We've talked about prior generations, another way of upgrading your bag. Or you could also go, third option I'd like to throw out there is the, the value-minded club brands, uh, meaning Tour Edge, for example. Cleveland is another example, to where they offer sets of clubs or just individuals. could just be a wedge, a hybrid, uh, irons, driver, that are not as expensive, and yet you're still getting newer golf equipment. I, I, I've always sort of geared people towards those value-minded club brands. Uh, we'll call it those package sets as well when they are just getting into the game. Or maybe they're coming back into the game and they need they know their equipment's too old. They, they need to upgrade because they're going to start playing again. But they don't want to invest a lot of money into a set of clubs because you're just not quite sure if they're in it for the long haul yet. How much of that do you guys see there at Galaxy? Um, or how well do you do with those value-minded brands? Uh, we do okay. Um, most of the time, people are just going to look at the prior gen stuff. Yeah. Um, we obviously have a household brand, Tommy Armor. Uh, so that's always priced at a pretty good pr- uh, price point. Mm-hmm. It um, It's not... The big thing with with Tour Edge or somebody like that, it's not too much different. It's maybe a couple hundred bucks, mostly a hundred bucks less. Than oh, that's what, all. Sometimes uh, it all depends on what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, it's a hundred to two hundred bucks less sometimes, huh. depending on what it is. I'm I'm more referring to irons in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they see that, they're probably just going to spend the extra little bit to get what they want. Um, but yeah, yeah, we some somebody's gonna come in there and be like, "Oh, that hundred bucks, two hundred bucks can go towards something else, and not, not a, the other driver." And it, it's performing almost similar, um, and you know, not much difference. Is it worth the extra couple hundred bucks? Mm-hmm. Well, I've referred a lot of people to you guys, you know, for those. I'm gonna call them a package set. Where you get everything, you get the bag, you get the driver, you get the fairway, you get the irons, wedges, putter, everything in one package, one box, and uh, have a lot of lady golfers that will go and buy that option because hey, they're they're new. They're, do I want to play this game? I don't know. Let me get a good set of equipment in my hands. Let me go get some golf lessons, and then hey, I, I love it. Then it's time to upgrade. And I think if you can then go all in you know, brand new set, or you can go, there's other two options we talked about with used or prior generation, but I love the, 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 the value minded clubs because I think they're perfect for those that are new to the game, but want a whole new bag and yet not have to spend so much money. Yeah. Uh, especially with somebody that is starting out. I mean, you got, I point them in the direction of, uh, a complete set often, um, because there's so many different options now. You don't even have to come to us anymore. You can go to Costco. Uh, I don't know about Sam's Club, but I know Costco yeah. sells full sets of clubs for cheap. So if somebody's trying to get in it but don't want to invest the money and don't know if they want to continue to do that, uh, there's so many different avenues out there. 
Uh, you don't even have to go brand new. If somebody's got started and they're selling their full set, you can go that route as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's so many different options when it comes to uh, full sets. Uh, you can go very value branded. I'm going based off what's in uh, our store, which is going to be top flight. Top flight's always going to be the budget style product that's on sale pretty much all the time, 98% of the time, uh, if not 100%. <laughs> but you also have name brand products that have starter sets uh, like Callaway, like TaylorMade, like Cobra that are going to offer the little bit of uh, pizzazz to it, a little bit of more style, more thought going into the product, maybe a little bit better material going into it. Obviously, there's going to be a price increase and stuff, something like that. And now I'm even starting to see where Callaway, TaylorMade, uh, and then Zexio are offering complete sets uh, with good quality product. Main thing that I think of is uh, Zexio. Zexio, you can buy everything within their full set individually, or you can buy it all together at one time. They're going to have a more steep price just because it is Zexio. Um, but TaylorMade is a perfect example um, going into their Kalia Premier set. Mm. Uh, they they offer that individually now. So you can buy irons, you can buy the driver, you can buy um, hybrids and piece them together, or you can buy them as a part of a set, get a putter, get a bag, and, and don't have to worry about any anything else and, and get that good premium product at a reasonable cost um even if you have been playing for a little bit it's it's going to be good stuff and you're not getting the, the cheapest stuff out there but not having to break really break the bank for something like that yeah all you got to do is just tap it in just tap it in all right so you know you, you clearly are going to have golfers they're going to come into the store and they have a really old set of golf equipment and they want to get new grips put on it or they want to get a new shaft put in their driver. You know, what's your advice on that? Uh, we see this so often, especially when it comes to regripping their clubs. They're getting back into it. It could be 15, could be 20 years. But I've seen clubs that are back in the late 90s, early 2000s, where, I mean, you, you try to sell them, you're only going to get, you know, maybe – a hundred bucks, depending on what it is. Yeah. Maybe a hundred bucks for the driver, probably less than that. A couple hundred bucks for the irons. But you, you're coming in here and you're you're wanting to regrip it. You don't want to spend too much, but depending on how old those irons are, and don't be afraid to ask wherever you're taking those clubs to get that done, that get that service done, to see if it's worth it. Because, you know, some, some people are going to try to upsell you. Um, you come to somebody like me, I'm not going to try to upsell you. I mean, I'm going to shoot you, shoot you straight and tell you, okay, these, this is what you're going to get out of the set that you're about to regrip. Mm-hmm. And you're going to invest a hundred or so dollars into this. It could be more depending on how rough the set is. If there's, if there's something broken within that set mm-hmm. and you're still wanting to regrip, whatever the scenario is, weigh your options because you can use that money to put it towards a new set, towards the pre-owned set um and and get more value and more longevity out of those clubs and and possibly more enjoyment and something that you never would have thought of when you when you came in to 
to get something like that done. Well, yeah, I think that goes back to the scenario we've all been in of, you know, your washing machine breaks, your dishwasher breaks, and it's going to cost as much money, if not more, to get it repaired, uh, or maybe just a little less than it would be to just buy a new one and a better one, an upgrade. Uh, and, you know, and it, we had the same situation with uh, our dryer. Nowadays, you can't find a good dryer or washing machine like the 25-year-old dryer and washing machine that we yeah. have. And it's like, heck, yeah, I'm going to get it repaired and keep it because it's awesome. Uh, and there's, and there's going to be people out there like that. Hey, yeah, I know I've got a dry driver that's uh, 20 years old or I've got an iron set that's 20 years old, but I love it and I trust it and I depend on it and I know where it's going. I don't care. I'm still going to get that shaft put in. I'm going to get those grips put on it. But I, I love your advice on weigh your options. Weigh your options because if you want to invest in it and knowing that you're investing more than what it's worth, fine. If that makes you happy and that gives you confidence and that keeps the ball in play and puts the ball in the hole a lot quicker for you, then do it. But definitely want to weigh your options there. I love that. And also I love the fact that you're not trying to upsell them. And I, I'm glad you listened to me on that because, you know. Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> that was something... You know, I kind of advised you on years ago, and that was from my experience in the retail world. Uh, be honest with people, right? I mean, don't don't try to feed them a line of bull and and, and put them in something because it's going to benefit your pocket. No, you you be straight up honest with them, and that goes a long way, and you earn people's trust, and that's the right way to do business. Yeah, I mean, whatever budget you're on, if you don't have a budget, if you do. Uh, always let us know because we're going to give those options to you mm -hmm. and you can weigh them. You can see them on, you know, whether you're just going in there, hitting them, trying them out, or if you're in a fitting, we're going to weigh all those options for you. And we're going to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck, getting what you want and coming and ultimately at the end of the day, coming out happy, ready to go and play. And that's, that's what that sport is about. That's what, what why we do what we do. Uh, to to make you guys happy to enjoy the game more um, whilst maybe saving a little bit of cash. Nick, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And I, I recommend, uh, listener, go out there, see the experts at Golf Galaxy. Go talk to your local golf shop, wherever you may be listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions about this, please feel free to reach out to me or to Nick. You can email me at sgoforth at pga.com. Reach out to us on Twitter. It's at goforthgolf. Also on Instagram, it's sgoforth underscore pga. And then on Facebook, it's goforthgolfinstruction. Please, we really want to hear from you. And uh, that's why we're doing these podcasts, of course, so we can help you improve your game. So never, ever hesitate to reach out to Nick or I. Or also go see Nick over at Golf Galaxy in Greenville. Or uh, if you're a member at Cross Creek or a guest coming to play at our golf course, always know you, you're more than welcome to come ask me any questions as well. Nick, thanks, buddy. Appreciate your time. Always a pleasure. Enjoyed it. We'll do it again.
Congratulations, my friend, for completing another episode of the podcast. Thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to push the play button. And I say that every episode, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen, no matter what you're doing. If you're doing some chores around the house, or maybe you're exercising, or maybe you're on your way to work, or whatever the case may be, I really do appreciate your continued support. And help me out by just spreading the word about the podcast. Tell other people that you know, that you know love the game as much as we do, and you think would also enjoy this podcast. Let them know about it, because the more listeners I can get, the more people I can help with this game, the more I can help this game grow, and hopefully the more positive impact I can make in someone's life. So again, really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I do have some other great topics coming your way here soon. Nick and I will be having some some more wonderful conversations, have some really good interviews coming down the pipeline as well, and I'll also be giving some really good tips closing out this year, getting you ready for next year. Season four of the Go Forth and Golf podcast will be coming up in January, and I'm really excited about some cool things I've got coming your way next season to make this podcast even better and to help you further your game and help grow the game of golf until the next episode i hope you hit those drives long and straight keep hitting those greens and regulation keep draining more putts and most of all keep getting out there and having a good time that's what this is all about that's why we play this game is to have fun don't lose sight of that don't forget to do something nice for somebody today because it's going to make you feel absolutely amazing to make a positive difference in somebody else's life today. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.